It's the Tiltcast, episode 443. Ship Terrier. And this week, guys, we talk some new Destiny 2, some Sea of Thieves, and the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Stay tuned. I'm tired. <laughs> Last click, dude. <laughs> I couldn't get it to punch through. It's okay then. Yeah, it is. Uh, we're back. It's the tilt cast, and it is uh, Friday the thirteenth of November, twenty twenty. So this could be a really messed up show. Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> yeah. Just to preface it, we are an M-rated show. Um, but just getting started here. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm attacked. Rusty. Um, yeah, being attacked by the other studio dog, Lola the Wonder Dog. Oh who, my god, she's pulling shit. Who's uh, now excited. Just put she, the earbuds up. I know, yeah, I know. Nice. This, is, this is a thing that happens every week. Yeah. The ritual. Okay. Look. Backwards. And just to, and, uh, to shoutcast this, uh, what oh. we got is we got a little white dog. A little fucking with a, shit. With a very frustrated human. Um, he is trying to direct the dog to get it on top of him. The dog has now mounted him. You can now hear the tail flailing all over the place as she attacks the human at this point. Look. Not really. No. Okay. Who, all right. Who's the guy who does those videos on Facebook? The Bob, Meaner- Bob Meanery. We need him for this, for these moments. I wish. Well, I think he does. I don't know. I want to say that if he didn't do sports casting at least one point in his life, he does a very good job of mocking it. Yes, he does. Um, yeah, if you're interested, the dude named it's Bob Meanery is what the Instagram and Facebook and whatever else socials he's on. But he's uh, he does a lot of uh, commentary on, well, at least he got more popular during coronavirus. Because he just started doing random commentary on random things like, like videos, pre-recorded fucking sports, just to get people some sports. Yeah, but instead of that, it's mostly not sports. Well, I mean, he eventually ran out of like pre-recorded sports shit from last year and said, "You know what? We're gonna just like do some random. Shit. We're gonna do the, some random shit like the best, a the kid best. getting his ass beat by an adult." <laughs> yeah, there's one where there's like a cow that wanders into somebody's backyard. And then the cow falls in the pool, and then a bunch of dogs chase the cow into the pool, and then a cowboy shows up to round up this cow in a pool in somebody's backyard, and it's some of the best commentary I've heard in a long time. I know. He's a genius. Perfect. But uh, I don't care how long it takes him to write those videos. He's a genius. Perfect. It's kind of like the, what, the Aussie videos? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The guy that does the other, the other guy that does random ass commentary? Yeah, mm. I think I think I know what you're talking about. Maybe he's I don't pretty, know. He's pretty decent. I'm not done with the fucking kiddo memes. Uh, this is straight up. <laughs> this is straight up our age memes. Okay, all right. All yeah, right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I asked the actual kiddo, she wouldn't know what the fuck we were talking about. Gotcha. Okay. Well, as long as it's old man memes, we're fine. <laughs> right. We've got two age groups of memes going on right now. Yeah, uh, we're all in our late 30s, getting closer to 40. Jason's the baby of the group. Yeah. 
Um, it's true. Yep, with the most kids. Yeah, and, but you're like, what, 35? Yep. Yeah. The ratio of age to kids is actually backwards. I'm the oldest with zero. And I, I have... I was born on a five-year, so you can just do the math. I know. I, well, and I have one rent-a-kid in, in college and... One rent-a-kid, huh? And then okay. one rent-a-kid that lives here sometimes. Gotcha. Perfect. Um, but my seed has all been contained. <laughs> Mine has not, but for... <laughs> <laughs> Mine has not, but for other issues, I have someone else's kids. I have toys for that. <laughs> Anywho, um, oh. <laughs> I'm single. I will always be single because, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big fucking kid. So my wife shops for his toys. I'm a oh, big fucking kid too. That has nothing to do with being single. <laughs> There's plenty of people that listen to this show that are nerds that are married. It's just, yeah, and, and it's, it's not it's not nearly the. I think what Rusty needs to get past as this turns into the the dating show is that um, there are plenty. In fact, one of our original fans is not uh, a male. Yeah, it's not. It's not it's a gender specific thing. Not, I know. I know. It's not a gender specific thing. It's just like the old meme is that everybody in the internet is male until proven otherwise, right? Um, but the uh, the other thing is, is for me, I enjoy one hundred and ten percent of my freedom. I don't have time for that shit. So it's for me, I probably won't n- never get married or have kids or any of that bullshit because I really don't feel it. I don't feel like I need to have that. And that is not, it is completely an outlier and it's not normal. It's not what people would consider normal. I got way more serious than I expected. Yeah. Yeah, but, it did. But, I mean, I'm fine with Sally. And, uh, and, and that is perfectly fine with me. If you're an old listener, you know who Sally is. <laughs> Sally is the right hand. <laughs> Rusty has unnaturally smooth palms. Linda is the left. <laughs> the fact that you know that means you felt them. I've shaken your hand and then <laughs> recoiled in terror. <laughs> there have there has actually been one person who has put my hand Those are the shame. cleanest dick beaters I've ever touched. <laughs> you fucker. There is one there was one guy that had even smoother palms than me, and we just kind of like shook hands. It's like suction cup. We, we shook hands, and then we like all, both of us kind of recoiled a little bit, and we're like had that fucking like miniature moment of like the Power Rangers going, "Are you the enemy?" <laughs> I imagine it's like two octopuses shaking hands because they're just it's so smooth and so suction like. Is it like that? moment in uh in in into the spider verse like have you, you tried shook to, have each you other's sh- hands and then backed like, up and just stared at each other and just thought internally are you spider you're like me <laughs> yes exactly 
I that's what I thought. Just like the movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. You are. You you do nothing but beat your own dick with lotion. He doesn't have to. There's Jason. no way your hands are that supple without lotion. I don't use lotion. <laughs> it's because he puts lotion on the skin so that he can stroke the hose again. <laughs> no, no. Uh but no. For for reals I I uh I uh I don't. <laughs> the um only time I ever actually use lotion is because of work. And that's not be not, I can't. not not because of that. I can't and I don't have anything against the skincare regimen, but um now that I've gotten back to playing guitar a little bit, yeah. Um I don't want my hands that smooth cuz they're going to be to be super painful. Oh, of course. Well, you'll just rip No, it. playing you'll... guitar you have to have the calluses built up. Yeah. The um... I'm sure when you shake my hand it feels like you're uh shaking hands with a bricklayer, doesn't it? Do you want to test this? Do you do you need to feel some man? <laughs> feel that man. Feel that man. Oh yeah. And now he's doing the like the stiff handshake so that he can prove his manliness. And he can't let oh. go. Let go. Okay. <laughs> it started to say any longer than you two would have been making out. Mm. Well, I mean <laughs> I think that's like the most action Rusty's gotten in I think years. I, I almost tore his palm. I think just it was just like I'm going to have to heal now. <laughs> I got to heal. <laughs> He's going to have to take Sally to the ER. No. Nah, nah. She's fine. You know, my, you know, it's crazy as my, uh, my great grandfather used to soak his hands in salt water. Just to like to build up calluses. Oh, really? Him. Yeah. He's really into manual. He did a lot of construction work when he was younger and then always did like construction mechanic work around the family as he was older. Yeah. Uh, well, and like you shook his hand, like it was just like a bear paw of sandpaper. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, whoa, that's a man. <laughs> well, are are we measuring manliness by the roughness of our palms now? Well, I just man, <laughs> is that what's going on right now? I mean, that's the way it used to be. Grandpa mm. needed a special glove to jerk off. I'm just saying, <laughs> he'd have just tore the skin right off. Wow. Okay. We're really. I mean, it's just like it's like it's like shark skin, you know. Like, have you ever touched shark skin? Yes, I've touched shark skin. It's like the anti hand. Um, it is. It is sandpaper. It's it's teeth for skin. That's what it is. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I went scientific on that, and I really didn't. Need Did you? To, but you know, um, when I was a kid, so I had the worst ocean experience ever when I was a kid. So I've only been to the ocean twice, right? When I when I was a child and when I got engaged. Uh-huh. Those are the only two times I've been to the ocean. And when I was a child, about six years old, we went down to Galveston. And there was, you know, it's the middle of September. It's the middle of, like, hurricane season. And there is a storm blowing in. And it's not a hurricane at that point, but it's like a level one tropical storm. Yeah. Me and my grandfather, he's still alive, my mom, my brother, my dad grandma are all out on the beach and we're trying to lay a towel and the towel's blowing straight like it's that windy Why would and you... yet we know nothing about the ocean okay my grandparents are from mexico there's no ocean in new mexico it's desert i mean okay so we got you know trying to get in the ocean and of course the water is receded and it's only hitting in like four foot high waves uh-huh. 
So yeah. being a child, I think it's pretty fucking cool. I go out there, oh. and not only do I get stung by a fucking jellyfish, but I get grazed by a small shark while I'm out in the water. So we see the fin. I'm standing there, bumps into my leg, and then I, you know, I'm a cat child. I scream and jump on there, and or jump back onto the beach because they only went out like ten feet, you know, because waves, right? Right. And I've got like a rip on my leg where the shark had got me, and I've got this like weird welt thing where the jellyfish touched me. And then Grandpa tells me the only way to get rid of the jellyfish sting is to pee on my leg. So I go into the bathroom. Instead of hitting the stall, I just pee all over myself. And it hurts worse. Of course, of course it does. Of course, Grandpa's just dying laughing. But, yeah, only I experienced the fucking ocean and shark skin. Okay. So I totally missed that. I totally missed it as well. Oh, well, we're still recording. Move on. All right, whatever. Probably another Windows update pending. I think, maybe. There was one, a Windows 10 update this week. Go figure. Anyway, yeah, so don't pee on yourself. It's not a good don't idea. Don't pee on yourself. It sucks. Not a good idea at all. It did nothing. We're still recording, right? I'm I'm hoping so. Yeah. I'm seeing shit on the wave. I'm Sorry. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Holy crap. Um. Yeah. Um. The, uh, the, the thing about... Uh, the thing about the fucking ocean, I, I've only ever been to the ocean once. I lived in Florida. I lived in I lived in Tampa. That's pretty. That's a lot of ocean country out there. So I was maybe a mile and a half from the Gulf uh, while I lived in Tampa for two years, and I've been to the ocean one time. Did you go out there like the middle of the night? Middle of the night. Yeah, you told this story. Yep, and I was blazed <laughs> it's all right it was totally out of my fucking mind at that moment but yeah, i don't remember anything like anything from the ocean so whenever i think of whenever i think of ocean i think of the great lakes because that's the closest thing i've ever had like i you know get to a lake that you can't see the other side of and that's pretty yeah, much and a fucking it, ocean and i'm so used to lakes i'm used to seeing the other side and so it's like there's a part of me that's like the call of the deep is is coming if I go too far out. So like when I'm, I was there with Jessa, like like twenty feet out, but like I didn't want to lose my keys, and I was like worrying about everything like an adult, and it sucked. Well, I uh, I, I have a completely different fear of things from there. So, um, the, the uh, there was a point in time where the Great Lakes were actually clear enough where you could see the bottom. Uh, and you saw the the skeletons of the and, dead and. The thing about the Great Lakes is they have fuckloads of shipwrecks along the uh, along the coast because, I mean, storms happen, and uh, and these ships would you know, these older ships would actually just run aground and and sink. Uh, they don't haul them out. Well, no, because I mean, these were, this was back in the t- the days of like wood ships, you know, wooden ships. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's what sailed the Great Lakes for the longest fucking time. Uh, and to this day, you could walk the beach and find driftwood, like, fucking planks from these old ships that have come on, you know, come on shore. They just break apart and come on shore. Uh, I actually have a piece of one, uh, that was ultra fucking light because the wood was... I mean, super dried out. Super dried out, but it was super fucking light, and it was actually a uh, a wood plug where 
you know, you would, you know, where you'd wrap uh, a, you know, like a rope around and you put a, uh, you'd put a wood plug in there to hold it. That's, that was what I had actually gotten off the, uh, off the shore. I had to look it up because I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's just a little piece of wood, but it actually had a purpose. Um, For like plugging a hole? Right. It was, it would, you would put it in there to actually, you know, have the, uh, a place for the rope to actually, you know, get stuck when you, uh, when you're. I don't fucking know. I don't like do a tie, a tie off. Like kind of tie off. Yeah, something yeah, okay. like that. I don't fucking know what it is. I know it's it, it was a piece of a uh, of a longer rod that goes into a fucking hole and you and you use it to fucking wrap a, a rope around. That's all I know. Um you didn't look very hard <clears> on the internet. I don't know what the fuck it's called. I'm not a like Shipitarian. I'm not a shipitarian. I'm not a. Uh, I'm. I'm not a sail scientist. Um. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah. I mean, one of the things that I have a problem with is actually shit that's underwater. Like literally anything that's underwater. I cannot. And I, and I talked about this while playing fucking Subnautica. Can't fucking do shit that's underwater. Like, if I can look down and see there's something under the fucking water, I don't care what the fuck it is, it's not supposed to be there. In my brain, the bed of a uh, bed of a fucking, you know, lake or any body of water should be completely barren. Because that's what my brain tells me. And anything that is not completely barren... It triggers something fucking primal, and I have to get to dry land, and I can't fucking, I can't explain it. You know, I know there's a phobia out there, I'm sure there's a name for it, and somebody it's else the has... fear of the deep. So, somebody else has it, but, I mean, as far as I know, I see, like, a clump of leaves, and my brain tells me Cthulhu's coming. So, I'm fucking out of there. So, I, I, I've, I've moved to the most landlocked state I possibly can. I fear the deep. So, <laughs> whereas I've been to five oceans, five, name five. them. Yeah, well, Atlantic, Pacific. If you count the Gulf of Mexico as it's, it's as uh, its own thing, it's, that's that's okay. three. The Mediterranean, okay, and I didn't know you've been to Europe. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. He was on a mission. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um, shit. Dead Sea? You see the Dead Sea? Been to the fjords, the Baltic Sea, the Indian Ocean. I don't know. <clears throat> Fucking like the for whatever reason the name's escaping me. Watery douche. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Watery douche. <laughs> <laughs> There's seven seas. It might have been a sea. Maybe he's been to the Baltic Sea. The Dead Sea. I don't know. I'm just throwing fucking, like, bodies of water out there. Uh, so the, the Arctic? Mediterranean Sea. Oh, man. Uh, uh, Mediterranean Sea. He said Italy. You, you he said, said Mediterranean. Mediterranean. No. Mediterranean and Terranian. Terranian? I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's basically... Uh, Is it like a lake off of Italy or something? 
I've no, it's uh, so you have the Mediterranean Sea runs basically from like Turkey, Syria over to Tunisia, uh-huh. uh, and then from there it's the Tyrrhenian Sea from uh, basically kind of in there towards Italy. Oh, so it's the same body of water. It's basically the same body of water. Same body of water, two sections. Okay, gotcha. Two different sections of the same body of water. Gotcha. You just had to one-up us. That's really what it was. It's fine. It's fine. If you remember it somewhere, I've been to five sea oceans. I've I've, I've seen... Technically a sea... Well, yeah. I mean, if if you count the Great Lakes, I've 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 seen like five of them. <laughs> right. I've been to a lot of lakes. <laughs> a lot of lakes. I've fished on a couple ponds once. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a boatman. I'm not a boatman. But I've been playing lots of boat games. Yeah. Yeah. Boats. It's a it's it's a definite. Organic segue. Move on. <laughs> I was just going to let fact, it fester. <laughs> he's even taken boats off of their ports. Oh my god, the peas. That's the plosives. <laughs> I saw it as soon as he did it. Just Jason got a look on his face. He's like, I just, I'm I can do this to a mic. I can. You can blow I mean, a mic, man. We, just we have it. to, we have to like. I'm going to I'm going to hit you. Cause... I had to show it's funny because I've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves with uh TJ out in Alaska. Sea of Thieves. And uh yeah, the water physics are still great, but I wanted to show Jason the water physics, so I took a boat out on my own and I typically sail with TJ um because it is a lot easier to sail with two people than it is one um by a long shot. And I was dicking around and got in a storm, and when you're in a storm, like you can't just set your keel even and just go straight, like the the you know the helm gets away from you, right? And so it got away from me, and I went below deck to bail water, and then ran aground, and then had to plug holes, and then my boat started to get away from me, and I was still in in an area where it was pretty rough. I caught up to my boat, got on my boat, bailed out the water, got it straight only to go back and bail water again without throwing my anchor down, and then did the same thing again. Ran aground again. And then I'm showing Rusty, I was like, these waves are pretty badass, and they're sailing through this like storm, and I was like, this looks really good. And then I get to a beach, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be a badass here, and I'm going to like park the, I'm gonna, like parallel park a boat. So I parallel park that bitch, and then I found a rowboat. I was like, look, I found a rowboat. And Rusty just goes, you're sinking. I, just, I, I was like, no, I'm not. And he's like, you're sinking. And I look over, and then like half, a half of it is like underwater, and it's just like starting to go down. <laughs> he jack sparrowed that shit. He just fucking ran that fucker right up to the dock, and just hopped off. And the yeah, rest I even of the loaded myself in the cannon, showing off a little bit, <laughs> shoot myself onto the shore, find that rowboat, start rowing back, and you just look over, and there it goes down my ship because yep. they didn't plug all the holes. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I was actually <laughs> he hit that are. shit so hard, I was surprised he didn't like break the keel on his ship. Yeah, well, I don't think it has a mechanic to break the keel, but there's a from a pure physics standpoint, there's a lot of a lot of cool physics with that game. So, like when you're sinking a ship, me and DJ have been fighting other ships a little bit. Um, you want to shoot below water, right? 
because you want the holes to be below the waterline. Right. And so I was blowing up the shit out of this fucking deck, and he's like, no, you need to aim lower. You're not doing damage. It's like, I've hit it over and over. He's like, yeah, you've hit the deck over and over again. You need to hit it below water. Then it's going to start to take on water, and then we're going to actually sink this stupid ship, and they're going to quit patching up the deck. So as soon as I did that, a few holes later, sunk the ship. And it's things like that, or like how the helm gets away from you in a storm, or how the wave physics are, or how the light hits the water. Or all those things are great. Like the, the weakest thing about Sea of Thieves is the missions are kind of generic, and the point is kind of generic. Like, like I was showing you, like I wrecked my boat, right? I found the mermaid out in the water, hit the mermaid, respawns my ship, right? What I would have lost is any treasure that I had. And what does the treasure do? It's just all for cosmetic unlocks. Um, you've got a whole bunch of like organic, kind of organic goals that you have that much like Elite Dangerous where you're building factions with every type of mission or activity that you do. But that just unlocks different, basically different cosmetics. Like Just like in any roguelike, there's something that comes away from it. Well, it's not a random map, but you keep all the gold you, you sell things for. And that gold is what buys cosmetics, and that's kind of the point of the game is to get good at sailing with somebody else and then buying cosmetics. Got one more mounting that must happen. I can see. Come on. Come on, Lola. You can... <laughs> oh, what a bitch. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I'm good. I just wanted to antagonize you. You? You? Look, just pick her up. Don't lick me with those fucking that that tongue that's been all between like Justin's toes. Yeah, <laughs> she has been licking the bottom of my feet. Ugh. <laughs> she's trying to French kiss you. Is she? I think it's like she sees the headphones go in your ears, and she's like, "I must jump up." I know. Oh my fucking god! Why, dog? Why you are so cute? Stop. We must Thank record you. video of this at some point. Yes. She she just bothers the piss out of me every fucking recording until I you know, until I give in to her and then I, and the second time I tried this you know today, she's like, Nope. That's not what I want. I just wanna fuck with you. Alright. But yeah, I mean Sea of Thieves, it's one game that I've basically refused to play. Um it yeah. is no, nothing to invest other than time since it's on Game Pass. Yeah, it, it's. I know it's totally fucking free, and I could play it whenever and, and and whatnot. But it's also a game that I just I have had like negative interest in. I didn't have a lot of interest in. He had TJ doesn't have Game Pass and picked it up for twenty bucks. He's like, "Hey, do you want to do multiplayer?" And I was like, "Pandemic, don't talk to people." Sure, sure. I mean, if I had other uh, people to play it with, maybe. But even then, I'd actually, I'd actually, um, I've had the opportunity to play this game with, uh, you know, with somebody else, and I even passed on that. So it's it's been kind of a it's kind of one of those games that I just. Eh, you know, I'm I'm not big into pirate games. I'm not big into like you know sailing ships. Uh, and while the water physics may look all right, it looks fucking cartoony to me. 
the gameplay loop is basically go fucking raid for gold for something and then you are basically in an open fucking sea where anybody can gank the shit out of you and that just doesn't appeal to me at all because I'm not big um uh, not a big game not a big PvP game person. So well, we've only been ganked once and we've only most of the time most people are not fighting you. Oh well it just, I mean it doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't the the idea that it could happen at any time puts me off to the game. Um, so that kind of makes that, I don't know, but if I want to play PVP, I open up a PVP mode, right? Well, maybe at some point I can get Jason to jump on with us. And we'll it's maybe seas. it's one of the reasons why I didn't like elite dangerous or not, not elite dangerous. I eat online because it was basically, you could be PVP anywhere. Well, there's um, only six boats allowed per server. And, and that's fine. But. I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily matter to me. I mean, if I if I end up on a server and say the fucking you know other three groups of people are fucking completely aggro and they just do nothing but make your fucking game miserable, you have to log off and fucking go you know load up another server. I don't like the idea of that. Um, this it's just. It's just a me thing. I don't know why. I don't. I I can only explain the fact that I play but, games to relax and not to aggravate myself. So, but you play PvP in Destiny, right? No, I don't actually. Uh, unless I'm. I mean, I I've seen that you've <clears throat> somehow sunk like a hundred hours into that lately. No, I haven't put a hundred hours into it. It was ninety eight <clears throat> hours last time I checked. In the last two weeks? Are you sure? Almost positive. I'm uh. I mean, I might have maybe left it on while I passed out. It's very possible that game is able to do that very often. Um, but yeah, I mean, I picked up Destiny uh, again because there is. I, I'm mildly curious, but but let's. I've got other things to talk about too. Tell us what's what's new about Destiny right now. Ninety six hours in the past two weeks. No shit. I was pretty close for that. Wow. I must have left it on while I passed out. There was, had to have been, there's no possible way I could have played 96 hours of that fucking game. Um, damn, that, that surprises me. Anyway, uh, so, uh, Destiny, it, it, it can't be, it can't be because the fucking expansion dropped Tuesday. There's no possible way that I could have put 96 hours since Tuesday. None. None. There's no way. <laughs> That's got to be wrong. Anyway, <laughs> Tuesday, fucking Destiny 2. Did you play it before the, the expansion? No. Okay. No. Somehow Steam is wrong. <laughs> it's, it's, so, I, I had to have left that fucker on. You must have just left it in standby while you've done everything. I, it's possible. I leave my computer on sometimes, and it's possible that I just alt-tabbed out of the fucking game, and it was just sitting there in orbit, and and I went off to do other fucking things, and it just sat there. As long as the game is loaded and consider, you know, lo currently playing, Steam will fucking log it as played hours, and it's not necessarily me actually playing the game. It's possible that I fucking left it and went to work or some shit, you know? Anywho, 
It's basically like you never turned it off since Tuesday. And I definitely know I have. Uh, so <laughs> that's craziness. Um, damn. Anyway, uh, Destiny Two came out with a uh, with a new expansion uh, called Beyond Light. Uh, I had been kind of, sort of watching it. Uh, mildly but, curious. Yeah, I was just kind of like mildly curious, right? You know, of course, I was, you know, playing Path of Exile, you know, for weeks. And it's basically out of absolute boredom. Like, I just don't have anything to, you know, really sink my teeth into that I really wanted to play. Destiny kind of falls into that, you know, that looter shooter, you know, uh, vibe, right? So I, um, so I, I decided that, fuck it, I'll just give it a go. You know, I'll pick up the expansion, see what, you know, see if there's any been, been any change. And it's been almost a year since I played it, right? It was the beginning of this year I, I put it down, I think. Some somewhere along that line. Um and you know, Beyond Light come you know comes with a, a couple different shakeups. If you've played Destiny uh before, basically half of the uh half of the planets have gone missing. Uh the out of game like reality of that is you know, Bungie is putting these locations and the activities on those locations into a content vault which is their way of freeing up game space to make new things right destiny 2 is just getting too big for their servers to handle so they're just you know they're vaulting shit um so the the game has just you know described the situation as the darkness has arrived and now is in the system and they have taken a couple planets completely away from the light and you can't go to them there's you know the the contacts that you had on those planets are have gone missing um they just did, don't show up but did they change any of the old stuff so the like old stuff as in last season well they have in a way so the stuff that's that's on past seasons uh they're doing a a thing called sunsetting so uh weapons and armor that you pick up from previous seasons basically have a shelf life now they have a maximum light level that they can get to uh before they become completely obsolete and you have to come up with a uh with a different gun or uh, armor setup um so you can only upgrade them so much so things will stay basically relevant for about a year and then you will not be able to upgrade them anymore so is the the one thing i have question about is the reason i stopped playing any destiny is like Aside from not finding people to raid with, like I get sick of running strikes, is it like an option of about five or six strikes that you can run over and over and over again, or have they gotten further than that? Well, it's it used to be that there was, you know, a decent amount of strikes, actually. Like um, as many, you could probably count them with all of your fingers. Well, there was, there was about, I would say about ten. I'm not sure. I didn't count. Um, but they got rid of four planets and all the strikes on those planets. So they got rid of Mars. So uh, they give you less content? 
<laughs> so <laughs> that's that's what I'm I'm getting to the building to. They got rid of Mars. They got rid of Mercury. They got rid of um, Io, and uh, another one. Uh, Venus. No, no, they never had Venus in Destiny Two. That's right. Um. Anyway, they 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 got rid of they got rid of a bunch of stuff. They got rid of at least the the original raids, like the first raids. So a lot of content got pulled uh, pulled out of the game, and as a result of that, the amount of strikes has gone down. So how many is it? So they pulled a bunch of stuff out, and then they added one strike in. <laughs> so. So, so now you're down to like four things to do. So now that's it's more like maybe seven ish strikes. I think yeah, I'll pass. Um, and of course the raid that they pulled out, there was three different raids that was part of that. So they actually pulled three raids out, uh, and they're going to be replacing them with just one. Uh, a lot of older content has actually been vaulted so you can't really go back and do a lot of the stuff they got rid of the initial campaigns uh so if you wanted to see what was actually happening with destiny 2 and how it got to where it's at right now uh you'd you be shit out of luck yeah you you can't experience that story um that story is basically considered in the past at this point um so with beyond light it's more like uh it's more like destiny 2.5 they almost rebooted the game and that was that was a a weird feeling like logging into my character was like okay i've got all this armor and all this all these weapons from the previous seasons but they're not relevant. I can't use them. Uh, so I ended up clearing out like 300 guns and armors from my vault. Uh, just just like deleting basically all of the grinding that I had done for fucking the last... Your memory is very good. So here's the destinations. Europa, Cosmodrome, Moon, Tangled Shore, Dreaming City, Your European Dead Zone, and Nessus. Right. So Cosmodrome seven. is old. Old but new again because it wasn't part of Destiny Two. It was part of Destiny One. So I got a question. Yeah, it's 115 gigs. Yeah. Um. Is it possible to get an experience out of, say, I want to play it, do all the new strikes, and I'm not in it to get to grind for the gear and just be like, okay, so what's the new Destiny story and see if it makes any sense? Yeah, you can. Uh, you can actually. Pick up the game, and could you do most of that solo except for the strikes? Yeah, yeah, you could play the game fairly solo. I have been. And then, what is the amount of money you have to invest in it? Well, the uh, the new light experience, which basically is anybody picking up the game at first, is a free to play experience. Um, if you want to, you know, get into some of the expansion content. Uh, you would have to actually buy the expansions, uh, but you can you can play through the you know the initial uh, the initial story and start going to some of these locations. 
So these not all of these locations are unlocked if you don't buy the expansion. Well, right. right. So you won't be able to get to the Dreaming City without having Forsaken. Um, that actually, I'm not sure, because that's actually. That, I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. Because uh, Forsaken's so, an, uh, is an what older does expansion. sixty dollars get you? The if you was to go to Steam right now and pick up Beyond Light for the uh, the current expansion, you would have access to everything up to this point. That's that's what the well, expansion like last is year, for. basically you bought it and it got you a lot of archive content too, right? Right. You would have uh, you'd have access to like the Red War content and the uh, the um um the mercury content and stuff like but it that was a so, weird but it was a weird thing because like you if you paid for it or if you didn't pay for it you got access to mostly new content but not a lot of old content last year right well it's because they've pulled a lot of that stuff out it's yeah. it's been a little uh, it's been streamlined a bit so if you are picking up the you know the the game at first you're going to go through the Character creation. It's going to look a lot like Destiny One if you've played Destiny One. You go through the Cosmodrome. So, you go through that that thing, and, and then you'll have ghost. access to the EDZ. You know, you'll have access to the EDZ. You'll have access to the Cosmodrome, which is actually new for Destiny Two, but basically the same zone from Destiny One, just made way prettier because it's now running on the Destiny Two engine, um, and. I mean, the loot cave is still there. You know, that that's, I mean, I, it calls I, back to that. I so. have a lot of mixed feelings. I mean, didn't all three of us play a lot of Destiny for a little bit? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I played get, Des- we played Destiny 1 together probably for half a year, right? I couldn't get you to fucking read. I mean, this is the thing. It was the time. Yeah. Like, it was Rusty and I raiding. That was, that was the way it went. I mean, I have... Very fond memories of Destiny One and and the raids for Destiny One, um, even though it was really rough to actually get into a group to do so. It's not any easier to do for Destiny Two by any means, but um, but the uh, they got an LFG chat. They don't, and so you just go and you dance in front of it until somebody notices you. No, there's websites for this type of yeah, thing. Fuck that. Yeah, you have to you have to actually use a fucking LFG website for uh for groups if you don't have for raid groups, I I should say. And night and the nightfalls, like the the higher level nightfalls. Unless you know people or have people on your friends actually, list, I, which I know the TVGP and Pubcast people, not well, just part of it. The Boston from TVGP and the ex host the Hannah play quite a bit of that. Yeah. It's you know, it's uh, it it's one of the things that I don't like about Destiny. Like they've never actually built any of that stuff into the game, and they have reasons for that. I mean, they want to have the raids and the the higher level like Nightfall content, the the hard shit, be something that you coordinate with a team of people, not just like six randoms. You know, uh, so. Uh, I understand that. I know, and for me, it just turns into gatekeeping for me. Like it is, it's very much gatekeeping. Like for for me in particular, I'm like nobody fucking plays games with me. 
Just they just we just got into the age where everybody we know is more responsible than us, or something, something like that. <laughs> or I, I have I have that on top of the fact that I'm a vampire and nobody plays games after fucking midnight. So um, I think the solution to this that we've been bitching about is just creating a podcast game channel. Yeah, and we're just that's what we're gonna have to do. I guess that's the that's the, this may be the birth if if we follow through. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anywho, we'll do the overnight channel, which will probably get the most play since you actually do most of the multiplayer shit. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I do play a lot of multiplayer games solo. Go figure. Um, but uh, I look at it as a challenge. I can play these games that are built for multiple people by myself. Um, is it worth it? It's that's a like that is. I'm trying the, to actually break down how we do some of the review stuff. If you can't tell, that's because that's like when when you think about it, when somebody's like wanting to do it, I think everybody knows what Destiny is at this point, right? And that's why I'm asking the questions, like how many strikes, right? Because I want to know what I'm grinding through, right? The, Does it justify sixty dollars? The problem with uh, with saying whether or not it's worth it at this moment is that this season in particular. There's a lot of stuff that has yet to unfold. So it's worth it maybe by season two. So what I'm what I'm thinking of right now is if if you like Destiny and you enjoy the Destiny gameplay loop, which is a lot of grinding, by the way, you will be shooting fucking thousands of enemies. Which, I mean, that's kind of the reason why I play that game, right? Um you can get enough benefit out of maybe getting this season. At the moment, the content's really light because, like I said, half of their content, even though it was old, has gone away. So that it's gives a, a lot of that takes away a lot of the uh, variation. You have less variables, yeah. but more grinding, I guess. At 30 plus years of video gaming, like the gameplay loop has become more and more important to me. And that's where like some of this stuff ends up falling flat for me. So like, and maybe I'm just, (laughs) maybe my serotonin levels are fucked up with games, but I get into this headspace where, okay, there are certain times that I really like grinding things, right? If the loop is really fun, I don't mind doing it, right? So, like, some of these roguelikes that I play that have a grind to it, but it's a really fun grind, I'll do it. Right. And then the thing about games like Destiny is it's not a, anything changing. Like, there might be a modifier, like the... It's not the Nightmare. What are the... Those Nightfall. Were, Nightfalls, right? And those modifiers make it harder, right? But you still got to be in a group to do it. And you're still going to go through the same corridors and the same part of it and fight the same boss and have the same events. There's a surprising amount of uh variation with the nightfall even though uh even though it's just a modifier, it has you tackling groups of enemies in different ways because um this this was a thing that was introduced a few seasons ago but cha- uh, champions actually make a big difference now uh where there is Remind me what champions are. Uh there is enemy types that are Basically, like elites, but they have a uh, they have a thing about them. Like unstoppable champions, basically charge you and are fucking super aggressive. Mostly like melee, uh, like big knights, like the hive knights. But 
you can't stop them. You have to actually like get the fuck out of the way or you use a weapon that has the unstoppable mod on it, which basically will stagger them just enough so that you can uh, take them out. Uh, or uh, barrier champions, which has, they'll pop a, a barrier around them, a shield, which is completely impenetrable, and they'll heal while they're in the shield. So you have to break the barrier uh, with a weapon that has the barrier cha- uh, barrier breaking ability to it. Um, and then there's, uh, overload champions, which basically are, they're, they're nuts. They're just fucking nuts. Uh, so you, you have to actually stop them from, uh, from casting their abilities using a very, an overload mod. So let me get back to my original question though. Right. Um, aside from having a grindy thing to do while you listen to music or do podcast, is there a lot of fun to be had yet? Or is it still like you're you're baiting all of this on potential there is there is potential but it's too fucking early for me to say that it's a must buy so um this play the free version and see if you're into destiny again play the free version if you if you want to uh see how the destiny gunplay works if you're interested in getting into um you know a lot of the end game grind or be able to follow a lot of the story then you would probably want to pick up uh the the expansions and play through that okay. the the addition of a darkness class which is something that players have asked for for like since the beginning of destiny 1 is shaking things up in surprising ways so does that mean there's the the the, jug, it's the juggernaut the warlock and the what's the, the titan warlock and Hunter are still the three main classes. But it used to be... Then you had, what, like three variants of those? Yeah, you had three subclasses for each one of those, and they were all based on light from the Traveler, the Solar, the Arc, and the Void, right? The uh, With Beyond Light, darkness has come to the Solar System, and with it, it's tempting Guardians to use a you know, a, a form of darkness called stasis, which is a lot like, um, uh, you know, freezing enemies in ice crystals. Uh, is there any downside to going that path? Well, that's, that's part of the ongoing story for the season as to whether or not you are going to be corrupted by darkness or whether or not you can control it. Uh, the downsides, uh, on a gameplay loop, um, some of the guns that rely on light elements don't work with darkness. Um, can you switch back and forth? You can switch back and forth. Okay. Um, well. But uh, but being that it's a new subclass, it's shaking up PvP in in surprising ways. Because one of the fucking like the one of the grenades that you can uh, equip allows you to throw down a uh, you know a grenade and if there's any enemy within like nine or ten yards of where you threw that grenade they're sucked to the middle of where that grenade th- you know through and they're slowed so they have and if they don't get out of the uh, the area of the grenade they'll be frozen in place and they have to actually break out of the f- freeze and it takes like half of their health to break out of the freeze 
but in PvP, sucking you to a point, slowing you, and possibly freezing you is fucking game-breaking. It's nuts, because you can't, if you're around a corner and just kind of poking out, somebody could throw that fucking grenade and you're in the middle of fucking, like, the line of fire. You know, they can pull you out of cover using this grenade. On top of that, they could throw the fucking grenade and then shoot a grenade launcher at that spot, and they will hit every single time. So it's... So you are playing some PvP. I've seen PvP. I don't like playing the PvP in that game because it is, it's rage-inducing. Um, that is another reason that I'm, I'm kind of still on the fence on this game because I really do like it, but there are points where some of the quests for some of the guns direct you to play PvP, even if you don't (laughs) want to play PvP. I'm out again. (laughs) Right. So they've done better about this. Um, one of the, uh, one of the, the reward guns that you can get, they gave you a choice, uh, you know, and they give you a choice right off the bat. You can either do Vanguard strikes, you can do Gambit, or you could do Crucible. Uh, you get the same gun either way. It just looks a little different, but the, you know, the gun basically is the same gun. So they are listening, but there are still some guns that are specific to, you know, run PvP for this. And I'm I'm not down on that. I I like the game as a PvE game. I don't like it. I don't like the PvP at all. It's fairly toxic. So I'm gonna be playing it for a little bit off and on. I also have a game right in front of me. Um that I'll probably dust my PlayStation 4 off because I don't have a PlayStation 5 even though that just came out. Um, None of us got the new console, guys. No, it's uh, me and Rusty are seeing if we can get a new graphics card next week. That is that is for, uh, my primary focus. If I can get a graphics card, if I'm not gonna get a graphics card, and I and I know that I'm not gonna get a graphics card, I might consider picking up a PlayStation Five. Maybe, but maybe if it's available. I know a couple of people that pre-ordered it. And they pre-order it right now? Well, no, mm-hmm. they pre-ordered it before, and they're not getting it till December. Oh, it's like that out of stock. Yeah, you're talking about the 6800 XT. No, PlayStation no, Five. The PlayStation Five. Oh, I got gotcha. you. You can't not, go to a fucking store and pick up a PlayStation it, Five. I guess they're not getting it until December third. That's well, friend of the show, Matt has uh, already acquired one. It's got a mega router already. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't know. Um what is going on with fucking tech this, you know, this year? It's really fucking weird. Uh you, the new shit came out and you can't get it. Uh it's, it's just, just how it's going to be. So, I'm I'm looking to see how they curate scalping with the new Radeon card. And crossing my fingers with very little hope. It's, uh, if I can get one, I can get one. If I can't, I can't. But I really want one because I've got games to play on it. But speaking of games, Jason, have you delved into anything this week? Uh, not really. I played a little bit of New Game Plus in Ghost. Um, 
and then really had a really another weird week at work. So I was I spent most of the week Netflixing. Net- um Okay. That just <laughs> it bounced off my brain for a second. I took I, I <laughs> I actually canceled my Netflix this week because there wasn't um, much on there that I wanted to watch. Because I... Uh, and Rusty would rather just watch Linus Tech Tips on repeat. I decided now that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was done, I was going to watch the last two seasons oh, of that. I guess I could have watched that, but meh. The last two seasons are actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Starts getting in time travel, and I enjoy those kinds of stories. That's kind of where it stops for me. As soon as they they tap into time travel, I'm like, okay, but they've they've lost all fucking like. There was a was it um uh legends uh was it the fucking legends of tomorrow or whatever the fuck it was? Oh yeah, which is basically a show yeah. about time travel. Like okay, no, fuck this. It's just a you know, yeah. this is a modern quantum leap at this point. So no, that was that was uh, <laughs> fairly poorly done. Uh, the way Agents of Shield did was they took the whole uh, separate time stream, alternate dimension route, kind of like Avengers did. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. All right. I'm. I don't know. It's just a, it's, it's a lazy mechanic. It's. I'm. I still got a couple episodes in season seven to go yet. Okay. But. Well, you can enjoy. I'm. I feel very. I feel very good about my decision to stop. Uh, stop my Netflix account. Um, and it will probably not get started back up until, uh, a couple of the shows that I really want to watch will actually yeah. show up. I um, will I will say this for New Game Plus and Ghost. It makes it exponentially harder. Oh. Nice. Well even with your upgrades. So you bounced off of that, huh? Hard. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nah, this is not for me. I I feel I, I, I like the feeling of being completely um, overpowered. It it became a bit more souls like just with mobs instead of well cool i mean all right that's uh that's a game that i'll i'm i'm probably going to uh, play there's there's a limited amount of content that i can actually pull out of destiny at the moment which is a lot of grinding so um i'll probably find time some sometime soon to play this game now that you remembered to bring it, at least. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, to give you something new to do. Yeah. I've been, uh, since we are talking games, um, I've been dicking around a lot with uh, one game in particular. I didn't let go of Watch Dogs Legions. I just paused it for a second because I realized that Valhalla came out this week. Valhalla. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ass Creed Valhalla. So Vikings, Vikings, um, more ships. Yeah, um, yeah. So I got stealth work with Vikings. I'll explain. So really, it was Mm. it was a little bit of an impulse buy, which is not normal for me um, these days. 
But um, one of the people I work with got some kind of deal where they had a $10 off coupon for Ubi. Coupons. Coupons, right? And I was like, well, all right, so what am I going to do? So I started digging around to see what would be the cheapest way to get it, and it ended up being a PC download. I was like, I hope my card survives this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did. I had to mess with it quite a bit to get it to work the way I wanted it to. Um, it is running at 1080p on my 1070, which, I mean, sure, great. Um, you It won't run with HDR right now. It won't run... With a lot of advanced features, um, it won't run with super sampling. And I, I know I'm complaining at the wrong thing because I'm running out of a 1070. To, to be fair, you've pushed that 1070 to its fucking limits before. And you're like, you're telling me you're, you were playing games at 4K on the 1070 and I was fucking impressed. Uh, well, it's because that, it's not hard to overclock cards anymore. But still, as a 1070, I mean, and I don't. There's only don't, so much that you can pull out of that and I don't hardware. Go, yeah, and I'm I'm not about. I don't have the card availability to risk like pushing voltages to change things around enough to push it harder. Right. Because <laughs> I won't get another card except for an old card at this point. And even that is overpriced. Yeah, it it really make me sad. Yeah. So. So I don't risk it. Yeah. Now the 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 idea. That you're actually able to play this on a 1070, even though it's 1080p, at a fairly decent frame rate. Yeah, 40. It's it's usually around between 45 and 60. It's, it's playable. It's not perfect, but it's playable. I've been playing stuff on console at 30 FPS forever, so mm-hmm. for me, it's great. right. Right, that's that's fine. Not um, the one with the 700 dollars G Sync monitor. It it's it's fine. Some coffee plates, you know, purses places on fire. But um, the um, so how is Valhalla? I I need to know because that well, was one of the things that I was thinking about picking up instead of Destiny. So far, it's the most interesting Assassin's Creed game I've played in a while. Um, I will say enough to not spoil it, but essentially, you're part of a clan in Norway, right? You're a Viking in a clan that uh, I think we're called the Wolf Clan or something like that. Um, but, um, oh, there's some differences there, right? Like it has ships just like they have since Black Flag, right? But that's like a playing thing is that you have a ship and you roam around in your ship with your band of raiders, right? So I'm literally like on chapter one of the game. I've gotten part of, I've gotten three hours into the game. That's what you've seen so far. Okay. So in three hours, I've gotten into the story and I've gotten an Assassin's Blade. Um. It, what? Yeah, he's got an assassin's blade, so, so I won't spoil how he gets it. Okay, but but, but they it, it's the wrist. No, he's got the wrist blade, but he wears it backwards, so it's on the top of his. Yeah, like Wolverine. Ah, okay, <laughs> gotcha. All Essentially, right. he says, "Yeah, I'm not a pussy. I'm not. Put, I'm not going to hide this thing." So he puts it on top. You know, because berserker mode. It encouraged. Like, you've got. <gasps> Yeah, that's it's actually not like there's a lot of encouragement for full full engagement of combat. Now there are there are trees like talent trees in this game. Much not to the craziness of something like Path of Exile, but closer to like a like here's a stealth path, here's a bow path, here's a full on melee path, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um and so I'm going down the stealth path, but it also has like additional upgrades for my melee, just not as melee heavy as the other path. Um and 
it introduces it pretty early on in the game that you're going to be doing Viking raids on shores. So you'll be in your boat, and you'll have this point of interest that shows it has wealth. And then you see that, set your point, and then you aim it at a little glowing dot that's on one of the different... There's several little glowing dots all around the shore. That's This is a place you can raid. And then you just hit your Y button that says raid, and then they pull the boat up, and then all the Vikings jump off the boat, and you go full-on berserker mode on shore, like burning shit and like attacking people with combos. It's not the weird combat that you've had with some of the other ones that have to deal with a lot. Like, there is a parry with your shield, but it's kind of... I don't use... I use the dodge a lot more than I use the parry, to be honest with you. Right. Um, but it's got a lot of different combo hits and then, like, special abilities. So I've unlocked, like, a throwing axe attack that I build up enough hits with things. And then I throw my axe. It's got a stamina system, but it does it a lot differently than a lot of other games. So... Every time you swing your axe, right, it costs stamina. Every time that I run, it costs stamina. Every time, or not run, but every time I use dodge, it costs stamina. I get stamina back with landed light attacks. So if I land a light attack, or I think if I do a perfect dodge, I get some stamina back. So then I combine that with a heavy attack, and then the heavy attacks, there's like a click, and then there's a hold and click kind of thing. Okay. And then there's additional moves that I'll unlock at some point. But, um, so you manage your stamina by being aggressive honestly and it i haven't figured out what the key is to get the really cool like uh killing moves but some of the killing moves are really fucking brutal i mean like head splitting uh, like just randomly like you get a crit or something like that and it goes in cinematic for a second and you see the guy's head like fly off into the distance kind of thing or you grab a guy's own weapon and then split his head down the middle like it's it's pretty it feels very Viking? Yeah. yeah. It feels very brutal Viking. <laughs> I mean, I saw some of the like, like the I finisher moves for the previous assassins, like the previous modern Assassin's Creeds. Uh were like the last two have actually been really good. I just never finished them based on what I was playing at the time because they were massive. But the pacing on this doesn't feel as weird. I think they've got a more gradient slope on the pacing. Meaning I've got all these things that are pinpoints in the map, right? But I can kind of go and do the story, and then as I'm going to the story place, I can go do it. Like with the one that was in Greece, the last one, Odyssey, uh-huh. um, it's just an overwhelming amount of points of interest for very little gain. And so that was what kind of turned me off to Odyssey was that. They've revamped the RPG system a little bit, so you've got runes you can put in your weapons, and you can upgrade your weapons, but you're not finding massive amounts of different weapons. So I've found like two axes and a two-handed axe so far, right? I've got one special one that has some sentimental value that I'm upgrading, but I get as I get this wealth, right, I'll find different metals, and that's what I'm going to use to upgrade that weapon. Um, no spears or anything crazy like that. Like throwing axes is what I got, and then I just unlocked an ability that I haven't done anything with where I can mark a target and then shoot like three arrows at it or something. So... Like go swords, mostly axes, some bow. I haven't even seen a sword that I can use. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I'm using a massive two-handed axe or an axe and a wooden shield. I mean, that is very like stereotypical Viking, right? So yeah. Um, but like, if you need leather, you go out and you shoot wolves or deer or elk or whatever is out there in Norway and. That's how I'm getting my leather, and you can you've got a bird again, so the bird you can use to look for different things. So this is is this the third game with a bird? No, I think so. Yeah, Assassin uh, uh, Odyssey had a bird. 
I don't know if Odyssey had a bird. I'm not sure. I, I'm yeah, pretty I'm, sure it did. Yes, it did. But okay. the one before definitely had a bird. Oh yeah, the one in uh, ancient Egypt. Yeah, the one in ancient Egypt was the last one I really enjoyed. They do delve into the supernatural with some different things with this one too, which I actually think is a good move. I saw some of this. I saw so you basically the... eat, you eat some some shrooms. Yeah. Yeah. And then you mm-hmm. trip balls, and then you do god fights or god events. That's kind of what, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've watched the show Vikings, you you understand. Yeah, it it looks like they just watched that show forever to get a lot of the inspiration. But, you know, instead of your, you know, the Assassin's Creed, there was always a lot of climbing, right? And you still climb like Spider-Man everywhere. But the high points in the area that I'm in right now are all mountain peaks. Okay. So you do the mountain peak, and then you, so far, every dive has been into a pool of icy water that you can only survive for so long. Oh, that's nice. So, so no no hay bales, huh? I've found a couple of haystacks <laughs> um, that have been random. It's usually like high brush or something like that that you can hide in. But I've done a very little assassinating at this point. Like, I got through the tutorial for how to assassinate somebody, but every combat encounter i've been doing has been with a band of other vikings and so there's a lot of chaos going on and burning things and attacking and like not lopping off arms and heads and things like that gotcha um and then there's boss fights and the boss fights kind of have their own mechanics to them on how you got to beat them and how you got to dodge or block or parry or whatever i've done i think exactly two of those and then, of course, he trips balls for a second for some reason and then goes into the other realm where they're about to die. And, of course, he hears some wild, you know, you know, just talking about what their plans were, etc. And just like all the other Assassin's Creed games. And then, you you know, they finish them off. So in the Deadlands or whatever it is in his head. Um, but those are okay. actually fairly epic. But there's a lot of really cool... Lola's very scared of the game at times because it has a lot of, like, really weird imagery at times. Um, as he's tripping balls. So there's uh, been a few times, and she really hates the raven for some reason. Oh. She does not like the bird. Uh, but, I mean, so far I'm interested in it for sure. Um, I'm not... Of course it's a raven. Of course it's a raven. Uh, why didn't I fucking think of that? Like, oh, but yeah, yeah, there's, that's a raven. yeah, there's a logical reason for why you get the wrist blade. Because right. they do tie it into that part of the storyline. I have not been even far enough to figure out where the Animus is at this point. Like, I haven't even dicked with Animus anything at this point. So, the... Uh, the so well, the, the only Animus thing I had is I had the choice of picking a male or a female Viking. Okay. And so, you went to the Animus for just a second when you get to the select screen of picking your path. Um, and then that was literally the only Animus stuff I've gotten in three hours. So, so yeah. Okay, so, of course... This being an Assassin's Creed game, of course, there's a modern day fucking like storyline going on too. It's always going to be. They're never going to top the Desmond Miles story. That was that was actually the most interesting one they've ever done. And that is where I stopped as soon as that story ended. I was like, "Well, yeah." It was after Brotherhood, I think, is when they stopped that. Like when they got rid of Ezio altogether, they went this other direction. Is when that changed everything. The weakest story, though, one of the most popular ones is Black Flag, which was the pirate simulator right. one. Right. But more ships. Yeah. <laughs> um, ship mechanics work just fine. But the, in general, though, like I'm, I'm having fun with it, and I think it's pretty neat. Like I haven't regretted the purchase. Um, 
it's just going to be a weird bounce back and forth between this and Watchdog Legion because they're both pretty big games. Yeah, I I had the uh, the opportunity to pick up either one of those. I I told myself I was going to pick up a game, uh, and I said, I mean, I've been in this weird fucking you know uh, loot game craze for fucking months now. So, and I've been putting off going back to Destiny for the longest fucking time, and I said, you know, this, if if this is, this is probably the only fucking time that I would be even interested in going back, is right at the beginning of the expansion. I'm going to end up so. playing 76 again when they do the Brotherhood of Steel drop next month. Right. It's, it's one of, it's like a comfort game. You just go back to it, because it's, it's something that you've sunk a lot of fucking hours into, and you enjoy. Um... There are certain things about it that I'm not not super happy about, but um, the the idea now I knew Ghost was coming in. You know, I was going to get it eventually, so that's that's probably another. Honestly, you'll probably have it done. In, it's about sixty to eight hours. Sixty to eighty hours. I mean, depends on how I like to. You know, it's initially going to be really easy, and it'll get harder. So okay. just know that going into it. Well, I mean, I kind of figured. Um, so I'll end up getting through, you know, getting through this, but it'll probably take me a bit longer than Jason, I think, because I have problems with console games. Um, that said, I will probably, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to, of course, Cyberpunk coming out sometime, maybe this year, maybe. I think December possibly. 9th is the... Locked in release date. There was a statement that came out the other day that they weren't going to move it. Okay. Well, that's good because that fucked with a lot of other games. But um, I think I'll have enough game to play between now and when Cyberpunk comes out. And I'll eventually get to uh, uh, at least maybe Watch Dogs Legion. I'm not a big Assassin's Creed fan because... Like like I said before, you know, as soon as as soon as the modern day uh, storyline went more December tenth, that was one day off. Once the the storyline went a little fucking off the, off the rails for me, I I said, you know what, fuck it, this, I, I'm I'm not playing it for the, uh, I'm not playing this anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, I I've been told that the newer ones were. Uh, we're good, but uh, I just haven't given them a chance. Honestly, I was telling you guys this before we started the show. Um, if I can get the new graphics card, I might, if I can find them on sale and I finish, you know, what I've got right on my plate, I may mm-hmm. go ahead and pick up the, the one in Egypt and the one in Greece on PC and play through them on ultra beautiful settings. Right. I mean, I. And I was also the thinking one in Odyssey is feels a little bit more like traditional Assassin's Creed because of the setting. Um, this one definitely does not feel traditional at all. It does feel like just the setting itself and the gameplay is a lot different than what you're used to. And it 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 pulls on my old Skyrim roots of, you and know... We the, always like the Viking. The Nordic shit fucking just, I, like, it's it sells itself. I love that shit. It really fucking, it, it really get, you know, I'm, I'm, I really like what, the Nordic fucking feel. I, you know? I, well, they do like Nordic songs and Nordic tales when you're on your ship. Nice. So, um, so look, that kind of random bullshit. They're, the random mini games actually have a purpose. So there's a rhyme mini game where you gotta like pick a, from a selection to 
like a limerick battle with somebody else okay to help improve your charisma which i assume probably does something with your troops um you've got a drinking game i cannot remember what the drinking game does but it's essentially just like hitting certain buttons in an order white and avoiding falling over yeah, well i mean and then you've got a weird dice game that you can play which i think you do for money um i tried all of them out uh the day that i was playing it after i finally got it installed and dicked with it um gotcha okay yeah i'm uh if there's anything uh, any assassin's creed that i would play it's probably going to be Valhalla. um well my, the my... mindset is just like there hasn't been a lot like when we start doing our game of the year like newer games yeah there's probably 15 games between all three of us maybe like we're gonna have to it'll have to be a top five it maybe. and we may just do a separate category for old games that are still good <laughs> we're just be like this is the 2020 list of games that just continue to be the ones we fell back on because they, because they didn't suck <laughs> But like, uh, as far as the AAA treatment, um, the story pacing's decent, and the gameplay piece place. Yeah, it's time for a break. Let's yeah. do it. All right, <laughs> we'll be back. We're back. We're back. Woo! Back. I had to Woo-hoo. stretch her legs. Well, some empty of, the bladder. Yeah. Almost. Scratch the dog. Do yeah. the things. In in that order. Yep. Um, yes, <clears throat> we are back. And I think it would be considered the news section. Kinda. Yeah, this is what we tend to do. Um I you remember I do have to say that uh since last week. What? It was confirmed that we are getting a Mass Effect. Redo. Oh yeah, I saw that shit. Ah, oh. is it going to be a remaster, or a reboot, or do we know? It's it's a remaster. Remaster. So are people going to play one? I'm I'm sure they will. I mean, I will. I, mean, I, I would love to see it updated because I, I continue to try to add mods to it to get it to look better, and it does look pretty ancient at this point. Well, yeah. yeah. There, there was a couple things about one that just, I mean, it, it's dated. Like that, that game one is really is dated. extremely dated. The weapons are um, hard to handle. Uh, well, we're completely, completely missing the best part about that game, or the Mako? worst part, the Mako, the <laughs> the yeah. fucking Mako missions on fucking uh, Mass Effect One was just so terrible. Yeah, it's so fantastically awesome. It's we're so starved <laughs> for Mass Effect that we just want to replay Mass Effect. Yeah, well, I mean, it, if I can replay it with new graphics, I'm okay with that. Right. I don't. Not gonna throw a hundred dollar price tag on it or something crazy. I don't think they would. Be, it'll probably be sixty. I don't think they would. I think they might. It might be. It might be worth sixty if they go through all three games, especially if they give all three games in the same pack. Yeah. Um, if uh if they release them all individually at 60 that's not worth it but um but along with that news hmm. they also confirmed that they are working on a new one on a new mass effect 
Okay, well, we know how Mass Effect actually... Well, there was a question as to whether or not Mass Effect was going to live through Andromeda. Um, There was, and I still think people throw a whole lot of hate at that game. Well... shouldn't have, but... Well, Andromeda wasn't necessarily the best, and there was a lot of... There was a lot of expectation for that game that fi- that fell through, and it did kind of get the, the uh, it, it it got the Assassin's Creed Unity and, of, of uh, and, attack because Andromeda. Uh, I mean, it, the face it, meme is still a meme. <laughs> it fell victim to unrealistic expectations because they hit the ball so far out of the park with two and three. That by the time you come around and you try to set up a new that's some section roast. of the universe. That's that's some rose tinted glasses you got there. I'm, what about three? About three. No. Yeah. I mean, now three was good. Three was good, but no, two is a masterpiece, and three is just a hair underneath it. And people weren't satisfied with the ending, and, and there was no good way to end that game. No, there no. Wasn't. Not, if you take the game, if you take that ending five minutes out of that game, it's fucking bananas good. Actually, you're you're not wrong. Like the like, like all the systems were improved on from two. It ran better. It the questing was better. Like the way that the gameplay, the game, the way you chose powers and abilities and mixed it with gunplay was better. Um, and you know, just everything about it was better. Right. Uh, except for the last five minutes. And you pull the five minutes out, and it's fucking almost... It's actually the last scene. Like, the last the last map that you... Or the last area that you load into, everything up to that point was, you know, was spot on. What you were expecting. But it's literally the same way that a lot of RPGs end. Is what They just went on that not knowing how to end it. I mean, if you play New Vegas, uh, Slideshow on all the choices you had. They just had a choice of screenshots and things, and they tell a story, right? Mm-hmm. I will say that this is going to sound weird, but going into games like that, like Wasteland 3, they have a specific song set up depending on how you ended the game. Okay. Um, the song changes based on your decisions that you made in the game. The lyrics do. You are a douchebag. I think that is one of the songs. <laughs> um, if you chose to cheat the system, change the crit modifier, and then just blow everybody's heads off at the beginning of the game, you've got something similar to you are a douchebag and you broke the game. <laughs> right? But That's like, awesome. Yeah. Um, Wasteland 3. If you haven't played it, play it. But back to Mass Effect uh, 3, Just the, the problem with that is just the end of the game. Right. Now, they tried to fix that. Of course, that is like... That was one of the oldest fucking, you know, oldest things that we've been. And then everybody in Andromeda over. got hung up on. There's no shepherd. And um, they have really weird expressions because now we've gotten used to all of these new exclusives that have like face tracking, you know, well, like where right. they've, they've gotten actors to express themselves and they use regular models like they had been using for years and years and years. And at that point, you know, you just played Horizon Zero Dawn or something like that that had really good face tracking done on the graphics and then you got to Mass Effect Andromeda and they still had the tried and true old RPG system of everybody looking at you with wooden eyes and and talking at you there they were yeah there was some there were some issues they fixed and there were some course, graphic the, issues too yeah they fixed some of the those issues later on but of course it was too late the memes that had already I mean, been created they, so the, 
basically they, games media and the internet turned on them at that point because they know Shepard they and actually Woodenfees. fixed the graphical issues fairly quickly but by then the damage had already been done on social the, media and all the major gaming news outlets turned on it with the rest of the internet for ratings and fucked it over I mean, was it it's the worst mass effect game but it's not a bad game if you pull the name Mass Effect out of it, it's a fairly good game, and that's the thing that annoys me the most about it. It's and the other thing that annoys me is because of all the negative press, it almost went the way of Anthem, and you didn't get yeah. any of the they never the, wrapped up the story. The thing with the thing with Andromeda is, uh, yeah, yeah, I see that you it had a uh, it really didn't have a linear storyline to it. And I think that's where, that's where a lot of people had took issue with it. And I'll be honest with all the, with all of the different uh, side quests they put into it, trying to make it, uh, make it more open world. Yeah, but the side quests uh, kind of uh, took you, took you out of the. Took you out of the overall storyline. Side quests kind of can, like, we have to have moved past Radiant Quest from Skyrim, where it was just like it yeah. popped up, oh, here's a dragon to kill, right? Um, if there's some writing behind it and some reason to it, and maybe it's a shorter version of a quest that wraps it up with a bow, kind of like Wasteland 3 does it, I think that could be fine and beneficial. But if it's literally just, you gotta go kill five rabbits, or, you know, you need to go over here and unlock the thing, and then you're done. And then they kind of had this weird dungeon system in Andromeda that wasn't bad, but wasn't great, where you'd go down and solve the puzzle to get into the thing to get to the core or whatever it was. And that just, it kind of fell flat on its face, you know? Yeah, it it had its, so, it had it had its some, issues. So, I mean, but it's... if you take it, if you don't compare it to the other Mass Effects, there's not a lot of other space games as good as it. And that's the other thing you have to take into consideration. Well, the other thing was Andromeda's a big place, and they basically went and said here's like five points where you can go and if you want a better one of those games play outer worlds yeah it's it's just yeah you you have an entire galaxy but you have like five worlds to go to yeah, uh, I, it was just outer worlds is a little bit short but i will tell you that it's not quite on par with mass effect but as far as things that came out kind of like a mass effect in the last several years yeah outer worlds is pretty damn good yeah, if you want, I mean, if you want a Mass Effect the, that's got like you know some Fallout vibes, like if it. you compare the two, you could say the biggest issue with Mass Effect Andromeda was that the quest system wasn't fully fleshed out. Eh. Well, yeah, because they planned on DLC to flesh that out and then never got a yeah. chance to do it. Right. Well, so they got fuckered. Yeah, <laughs> I heard indeed. It was, um, I mean, it was a game I played like maybe eighty percent of. Uh, I I just never finished it, and it was one of those. I felt like if I had finished it, it was, it was. I mean, it was after they had already announced they weren't going to do anything more with it. So I felt like hmm, there's really no reason for me to continue at this point. And then I played it three times. Yeah, well, you played enough for both, yeah, both of us, all three of us. I beat it once. You know, it was it was all right. Like yeah. I didn't feel super happy about so. it. The idea, though, of them doing another one, I wonder if they're going to stay with 
the Andromeda setting, or if they're going to go back to, you know, uh, well, they, they can't do another Shepherd. That's the well. I mean, yeah, that that's kind of the 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 whole point. But there is Shepherd. Shepherd. Well, there is a couple things that they could do, and uh, and I'm not sure if I'd, I I like the idea of them. You know, like a pre-Shepherd, like a uh, like the like the first contact like wars, the first contact wars. Yeah. You know, and I'm not sure if I really like that. I, I think I like it better as just lore in the mass effect universe. I, I'm not going to delve into this discussion for too long, but I do. Right. I don't mind being the, uh, I mean, I would, I don't mind the story. I don't need the story to try a lot of new things right now. And I don't, I need another game where I can just be the guy that saves everything and have fun with that. I mean, I wouldn't mind them going a little bit into the future and just a new threat. Like post Shepard. It's it's possible, but what did they say was the canon ending? The synthesis ending? Synthesis. So if they decided to go with that, then basically, you know, all organic beings have a little bit of AI in them, and all AI have a little bit of organics in them. Yeah, basically. So everybody has some kind of power. So that could be a good... Or they'll go the way... Like, the only successful jump into something weird or new that kind of gives you more open-ended things that I like is the Watchdogs Legion, um, which has actually surprised me on the tech and the way they've been able to implement it and still make some kind of cohesive story out of it you've got a central character and plot that you don't play that directs it right and okay. it's got the game's got a direction to it but you recruit everybody because you're recruiting a movement right so and then you can play all of those people i don't know what the character limit is but my potential list right now is like 40 people <laughs> that's enough and i'm using like 10 of them right so anyways um me and Rusty are going to be looking here Wednesday, so by next week you will find out what our saga was with the video card hunt. Uh, we even went to eBay while we were doing this and then decided that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a really bad idea. Um, Rusty almost bought a 3090. Yeah, so I got the email from EVGA. If if you hadn't known, uh, EVGA is doing a, a Q-based system uh, where if you do an auto-notify on their website you'll be placed into a queue and they'll reserve a card for you. Once a card becomes available for eight hours, they'll send you an email and a link to go purchase it. Uh, I had put in a auto notify for a 3080 and a 3090. And I got the 3090 email. I was initially, I thought it was the 3080, but I was wrong. Uh, After tax, it would have been like two grand. And I thought about it for an hour and a half <laughs> and i eventually said nah i'm i'm, I'm good <laughs> i'm glad you didn't because i felt i felt like you would have just oh we've all we've already on many episodes talked about the performance gain you get for more than double the price right and i mean this is this is actually more than double the you know i mean it's double the price of their top end 3080 which was already like $200 more than you know the MSRP of the like the founders edition. So it was I mean 2 grand for a component. I've built machines. I could have 
pro I, I built that old this, Honda I had when I started this show I bought for a thousand dollars. Right. I built the podcast machine we're recording on for like four hundred and fifty. You know, <laughs> the whole machine. Uh, so it was, it it was a real hard sell. I mean, that was something that, you know, it it was I was toying with, and I eventually, you know, the the rational, sane part of my brain won out. Um, Which we're glad. That's just so much money. That said, though, I'm still in the market for a video card, and the the RX. Uh, the the AMD cards are coming out uh, this one uh, this next Wednesday, uh, so we'll both be looking because uh, Justin and I are both looking for a video card. Yeah, that's uh, my Christmas present for me. I'm gonna tell Jess that she doesn't even have to buy me anything because that I mean that's I'm getting a graphics card. Right. And the The idea that I have now is if if I can't get one of these fucking cards, and I know that I'm not going to be able to get one until you know, sometime next year, I'll probably go with one of the next-gen consoles. Probably the PlayStation 5, though I've seen some reports on the internet. PlayStation 5 is, you know, there's been a couple dead units. So, yeah. I mean, that's not... Granted, that's why... It's, it's not... And a, I've committed to of. this since the 360 came out. I will wait three to six months before I buy a new console. You're getting the second gen versions of them? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm seeing if I can get it with my rewards program at work, to be honest with you. Yeah. uh, Which will be available about four to six months out from their initial launch. So, for me, though, like, I was even talking to my buddy TJ that games with me all the time about this, and we're in the same mindset of, the design architecture for both PS5 and for Xbox, whatever <laughs> series, series, Series X, yes. is all based on the Radeon architecture. And if I got a new Radeon card with more horsepower than either system, and most of these are not going to be exclusive forever, that I'm making a better investment getting a graphics card. Yes, and that is it's the same price essentially. Be spending a little bit more for a whole lot more utility, um, and. I'm going to try to get these. Like I said, I got a pretty decent reward system at work. I'm just going to get one. Right. The the only uh, the only thing that I, I worry about is there are still going to be console exclusives. While we haven't seen a whole lot of them. My, my last three consoles have been one, two. The PS4 Pro and the Xbox One Elite were all rewards program and my original Xbox. Right one yeah well you have that option i don't so the uh the the idea though is um you know games like god of war for instance uh, haven't come out for pc yet i mean well yet because it probably will there ain't shit i'm not gonna play the miles i'm not gonna spend that much money for the miles morales expansion right now and dark souls a little bit later right i'm gonna wait and Demon Souls will come available on PC sometime. Or Demon Souls would yeah. have it, yeah. Um, the um, Dark Souls, uh, but the uh, the idea though is it's a better it's a better deal to pick up a, a video card. But I'm eventually going to get one of the consoles, probably just one. I'm not going to get it, uh, both of them. I mean, I'm, I'm not made of money. Well, I may not get the Xbox because a lot of the Game Pass stuff's going to come to the Game Pass for PC. And, and that's kind of the reason why I was picking uh, PlayStation over Xbox is 
not just the hardware, because I have looked at the hardware, and the PlayStation is the better deal for hardware-wise, as far as power, um, if you have a 4K TV. But the, um, you know, the, the, just the availability of Xbox Game Pass being on PC, most of those games are going to be available there, and I already have a good PC rig, so I just kind of cover on both bases that way. Um, that said, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know if we can actually snag a video card because we'll definitely be looking. Um, I haven't heard good things about stock though. Yeah. Uh, they have kind of already set the expectation that they're not going to be able to give a, uh, you know, have a video card for everybody that wants one. So that's, uh, that sucks because, um, there's a lot of people out there looking for video cards right now. Um, and I've been looking for, fuck, what's it, a month and a half? Uh, initial release was back in September for those. Uh, we're going on two months. It feels like fucking a year, dude. It's been, I've been watching this shit every fucking day. Um, and was, I'm not alone. <laughs> so when we, and we need to make our list soon. So we talk about like what's come out this year and why there hasn't been a plethora. I mean, a lot of it has to do with COVID restrictions and stuff like that. Right. But um, Square reported a $48 million loss after the Avengers game. Damn. And we told you guys that we didn't think it'd be worth it. And I've heard reports that after the demo, that game does get a little bit better. But they sold me very poorly on the demo of wanting to drop full price on that bitch. Well, it's not necessarily that. I've watched some... Uh, I they still haven't released it. a patch for the Final Fantasy VII remake. It came out in April. <laughs> yeah. For the for, for the textures you were having problems with? It's still on 1.0 release. Oh, my God. Um, I know Square's been kind of, like... You know, stretched thin at the moment. They're trying to make Avengers work, uh, and one of the reasons why they're trying to make Avengers work is it's making uh, it made them a decent amount of microtransactions initially, not will, necessarily over time. I made this argument with somebody else, and I can't remember. But I said uh, Marvel makes better movies, DC has better game franchises, eh? and I feel like that's very much the truth. Like, the, I mean. We got that uh, Diablo-style Avengers game a while back. Is that right? Uh, Like 360 days? Oh, God. Um, um, there was Marvel versus Capcom. That's... No, that's oh, a fighting mean, game. I'm um, talking about like the Diablo-style where you picked like Captain oh. America and Iron Man and all that shit. Oh, God. What uh, was that? Ultimate Alliance. I yeah, think. that's what it yes, was. Yes, Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. And that was a decent game, but none of those have come to the same caliber as the Arcane, or is it Arcane? No, it's not Arcane. It's, uh, who did the Arkham series? WB? No. They no, had a Rocksteady. Rocksteady. Rocksteady, yeah. The Rocksteady Batman games are some of the best superhero games out there, comic-based games out there. I a... actually, I would say hands down... Because the Deadbolt game came out a couple years ago, and that, that was, was kind of trash. That was trash. It, it was the, good wooden liners, and that's about it. The Batman games, fundamentally, at least the ones that Rockstay did, are hands down yeah, on and then the top a, of that. I mean, yeah. I agree. I, yeah. I, I, Injustice I was you. one and two are both fucking well, fantastic. For fighting games? For you, fighting games, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're um, fucking great. I mean, as but, far as I'm concerned, when it comes to games that include superheroes, it's 
the Batman games that Rocksteady did, mm-hmm. the Injustice series. WB did do Batman games though, right? Um, but that was those no, ones they that didn't. sucked. They didn't actually. They just weren't yes. good. WB Studios. They did like the little inserts. Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Um, then you have, and then you had the Telltale Batman, Telltale games. Batman. That was good. Those are good. And then you have uh, uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC. <laughs> it was an experiment that, that they did not do as well. Marvel versus like, Capcom. That's Marvel like versus- it. Everything else completely like sucks. Oh, Marvel versus Capcom was good. Um, yeah, the Marvel versus Capcom stuff is good, but it's. You know, it just it is what it is. That that arcade's been out forever, right? Yeah, and then they did it again, and it was decent. But it's just like nothing touches the Rocksteady games, right? And uh, but you know, like we go to movies, right? The only good movies they've made is, uh, in my opinion, is the Nolan Batman's. Okay, yeah, and no. then and then you've got the whole Marvel uh, franchise right now, which is just blowing it out of the water. Uh, Aquaman was pretty good. I, I I won't lie. Aquaman the movie was pretty good. I I'm just it. a fan of Jason Momoa as a person, and uh, I don't mean it in the same way that my fiance does. Um, <laughs> I imagine not. <laughs> um, no, he's just a really fucking cool dude. Right. I actually follow a lot. Like I've gotten a lot of music recommendations from him that didn't suck. So right. I was like, no, I've discovered like five bands through Jason Momoa. It's like I'm not the kind of guy that follows actors, right? But he's, just randomly. It, pulled up in some music magazine that it was listening to such and such and i was like i'll check that out yeah. why well, i don't know why it matters but then i saw him playing stuff with this other band that i like and i was like who the fuck is this guy and no, then i saw like, some video of him taking his kid up on stage with slayer and i was like this guy's kind of cool it, yeah. <laughs> no, no, he 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 kind of he he ticks the he, check mark man he's he's, he's he's just a weird dude but it's yeah, like man. his wife's like what 15 years older than him or something like that it's Something that, like that. It's, the it's gal like from fifteen the Cos- or twenty years. It's that gal from uh, the Cosby Show. Yeah, I don't fucking know. But I mean, <laughs> the dude crosses me as being completely genuine. Like That's, no matter what he's doing, most of the stuff that he posts, like that I follow on a lot of the socials, had something to do with some artist. It has nothing to do with his movies or anything else. Right. Like there was something of him getting bass lessons from like Les Claypool. I mean, and then I'm just watching him play uh, like Primus baselines famous, with Les, Clay, Les Claypool. Like, as famous cool. as he's gotten, he's like a huge fanboy of everything else. Yeah, he's kind of like uh, uh, Cavill. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's like he's got the Cavill appeal of like down to earth, like nerdy but cool, and he's in acting because he's a good-looking dude. Yeah, but he's more open about his nerdism than Cavill was. Cavill's really kind of... No, he's come out of his shell. He's come out of his shell and let that out the last year and a half, two years, but... We need more actors like these people. Yeah, like, Momoa and Cavill are, like, two of my favorites right now. They're not the best actors in the world. They're decent, but, like... After Cavill did The Witcher and how fucking good that was. Yeah. Oh, dude, I can't wait for season two. Like, Jess is not oh. even to video games, and she's like, have you heard about The Witcher? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that game I played for like a year straight. She's like, it's a video game? She's like, yeah. <laughs> no, it was a book series. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's based on a book, but it's different. She's like, okay, well, I really want to check it out. And then we binged it over a few days. Good. It's awesome. I almost would rewatch it again. I I almost, I already almost have. 
I almost did while I had Netflix. I was like, you know what? Uh, maybe. That that scene in the street where he does the sword fighting thing. Oh yeah. Fuck. Oh, dude. that was the greatest fucking. Fight well, that's one of the best fight all. scenes I've seen in a long time. Yeah. The thing, the thing with that show, and I I'm looking forward to out. more Cavill on drugs <laughs> and <laughs> right? black eyed and killing monsters with the uh, with the way that the time shifts throughout. You know, to bring all three storylines together. Yeah. Um, I wasn't down with it at first, but I, I understood. I, it. I picked up. I picked up on even more, just like little Easter eggs they tossed into the show. Mm-hmm. Watching it the second time, I was like, "Oh, I didn't notice that before." Have you actually Ooh. read some of the books? I mean, there's some. Uh, there's oh, some, I like, have. There's uh, there's extras that they threw in there from the yeah. books. And they're trying to follow the books more than the video games. So, uh, yes, in fact, the uh, does that mean the original writer is going to get more royalties now? Well, the uh, the first because he was season. pretty pissed about the royalties he got from CD Projekt. Um, but it, yeah, I'm sure that there's they've gotten a you know they, they've gotten his blessing for yeah you know, for the Netflix show because um, what happened with the original thing, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go off the rails too far, but yeah. essentially. They didn't know the game would do very well. In fact, CD Projekt was such a small studio that I almost moved to Poland to be their webmaster for a decent amount of money. About the same amount of money I make right now because it was yeah. a small indie studio. Wow. So mm-hmm. that was my original thing I was going to do like back in 08. Wow. Was be a webmaster for CD Projekt Red and then live in a house with my high school girlfriend and her husband. <laughs> Damn. Um, because, you know, we've moved way past that at this point, but it was the only person I knew that lived in Poland. Um, I mean. So, you know. Can you imagine how different shit would be nowadays now if you had actually fucking taken that? Well, I'd either be working for a CD project or I'd be working at their VR company. Right. So that's how <laughs> different life is. But yeah. um, you'd be speaking fucking different languages. Yeah. Sure. But, <laughs> the, but, you know, just like the... They paid him the amount they thought would be fair royalties, and it was like a cash payment kind of thing, like a solid one-time thing, not right. royalties. And then that game after two, yeah. two was fairly popular, and three blew the sales out of the water before, from the first well, two. Yeah. Because two became so popular like years after the fact. Yeah, like a because couple years because it barely of, ran on console Word first. of mouth caught up with it, right? Um, so then by, by the time three came out and three came out in a fairly niche period where there wasn't much else coming out when it did and it blew up. Well, it wasn't just that. That game was legitimately fucking good, uh, and long and very story rich. Uh, that's another example of store of side quests that made sense. And right. the side quests weren't that much different. Than the in main fact, quest. I'm still enjoying going back through it on, your on switch the, on my switch. You know, just in bits and pieces as I. I don't know. know. I I played all three. I mean, I played the original Witcher. Back oh, which yeah. one? The original Witcher was cool. I tell I you too. what. In fact, I'll tell you right now. The very first podcast I ever was on was the Carousel episode one or two, and that was the game I brought with me. Was the Witcher, and we were talking about Halo ODST. That's how long ago it was. Wow. I mean, <laughs> you go back and look at 
<laughs> the Witcher one now. I mean, I went and loaded it up a couple of months ago just to like yeah see man the those graphics are dank now <laughs> yeah dude, he's got a weird looking face in that one yeah like it's, it is absolutely dank to that try and to the, go back and play that and the whole bag of trading cards oh yeah. yes yeah well you know you got to collect all the cards that's, i mean that's what i did all um, the winches <clears throat> even the the shady ones uh <laughs> The first card you get is pretty fucking shady, I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of, so, I'll try to bring it back. Yeah. I keep saying that. But it reminds me, I watched uh, that Supernatural episode of they go back into the Wild West and they see, you know, he's really excited about seeing a tavern prostitute, right? Uh-huh. And she's got canker sores all over her mouth. Uh. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. S- rampant STDs. Yeah. So, yeah. The unclean. Um, yeah. So, the, the, so, what was it? CD Project. Witcher. TV, sto- uh, TV show. <gasps> Trying to re- rewind here. We were talking about nerds. We got stuck on Aquaman. Gotcha. That's how we got okay. to this. That's how this path branched out. Gotcha. Okay. Just. Trying to rewind, trying to figure out where we started here. And in wrapping yeah. up, yeah. <laughs> wow. that's how we got here. Okay. Yeah. No, the, no, it's, it's a good show. Oh, uh, so we were talking about the fucking Avengers loss. That's where this all started. Yeah. And gotcha. It, that was, that was 15 minutes ago. I, well, yeah. <laughs> go figure, right? That, this is how this works. But that um, being said, the original thread of this was that there wasn't a lot of releases this year. Right. Some things that came out of early access that we played. There was some, like I played Wilson earlier this year that still hasn't been fixed, you know. And so I don't know if I'm going to continue that thread or not. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of games that were supposed to come out that just kind of fell by the wayside or got, you know, canceled or rescheduled or... Um, pushed out or whatever. Uh, a lot of shit's moving slow. Um, uh, I mean, I was playing Final Fantasy fourteen, and they had actually had to push their whole fucking development cycle by what was it two or three months uh, because of this whole uh, because of that, and that's going to affect every expansion going forward for them. So, if you want a definitive list of everything for yeah. a game of the year, you're going to listen to like an IGN. But for us. It's gonna be it's gonna be probably two lists. Like here's what the best of what we could get our hands on this year. Yeah. And the best of what we sunk our teeth into because there wasn't a lot of what came out this year that was worth a damn for us. Right. And there's some legitimate releases of things that came out that was supposed to be really good that we just didn't dive into. Right. Well, this is an, a, another deriving factor for this year, with the exception of maybe right now. Like the right at the end of the year, the beginning of this year, a lot of people were like holding onto their wallets. There wasn't money being spent because, well, people were losing fucking jobs and shit. So they were like, well, and we're just part of that group that was, I I think, lucky in how our jobs are that they are essential services. I guess. But, well, you're essential for the economy. Jason's essential for security. And I'm essential for entertainment. Well, yeah. I mean, I kept the internet alive, single-handedly. Um, uh, <laughs> and the company that I work for, I won't even dive into what it is, the media company that Kate Pickle entertained through right. this right. pandemic. 
So, I mean, there's, there was, you know, we were, uh, I mean, even, even so, I mean, I was on financial lockdown for fucking, what, eight months? I still have the original money from the stimulus. Right. I I still haven't spent it. I'm still, I'm actually making money off of that. I'm still, I'm up from the stimulus. Well, I mean, that's. That's how hard I've been holding on to money. And and then a lot of people were like that too. Just just in general, a lot of people were they didn't have a whole lot of they had a lot more free time, but a lot, a lot of a lot of money to actually work with it. So a lot of people this year, I feel, actually went back and played games they already owned. Um, I would be that's interested I, to see what what kind of uh, like if there was a Steam statistic of people who went back and played games that they already owned from previous years. Uh, that yeah, would be bought, really interesting to see. I bought Deep Rock Galactic last year. Yeah, I mean, you know, going back and actually, you know, you know, clearing out some of the backlog in the in the libraries. You know, most of the people I talk to you on you know on discords have done that, or they've uh, or if they hadn't done that, they'd actually bought into an MMO of some sort uh, of some sort just so that they had something that was like a continuous service game that had a you know, they may have already purchased the barrier of entry, like the initial game, and they just needed to re-up a subscription, for instance. And that's, you and know... ESO, I, I put in one month's worth of subscription into that this right. summer, because there was nothing. And it was it was very similar for me for Final Fantasy fourteen. All I had to do was just re-up my subscription, and I was good. You know, and that, you know, a lot of people went that way. So, yeah, this year's going to be kind of light, you know, in, you know... It, in comparison to previous years, um, just yeah, lack of financial this. freedom has also led to us not having as many stinkers as normal either. So just well, keep that in mind. There, there is, there is that. I anticipate this next year is going to be fucking like explosive. Um, a lot of the games that were supposed to come out this year will come out next year. Uh, so, and there's some there's some pretty anticipated titles that have been pushed or we haven't heard from. Because they went into like COVID lockdown themselves, and they just nose to the grindstone working on that as as fast as they can from home. Um, but I mean, with the uh, uh, new consoles just now releasing at the end of this year, you know, we're set to see a lot of really good games come out next year, specifically for those consoles, which will bleed over to PC, I'm sure, but. Uh, but those games are going to come out and next year's just going to be, I think it's going to be big. I think <laughs> I'd start saving now because games will start costing 70 bucks a pop next I hope, year. I really hope not. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm already starting to see it, but that's, uh, I mean, that's next year. We'll get through it. Hopefully yeah. we'll survive 2020. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think that does it for me. What you? What about you guys? It does it for me as well. Awesome! I got all right. Well, then find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com/tiltcast. Our YouTube channels: YouTube.com/realtiltcast. And search for us on Spotify and iTunes. And I want to give a special plug to our brother Earl, who has been on this show for 
many episodes, but is now on his own podcast. Nice. Called Ringside View Podcast, which you can find on Spotify and a billion other things. A wrestling podcast. It's a wrestling podcast. He's going by Earl the Pearl. Earl the Pearl. Um, we sampled a little bit of it here in the middle um, the show. Um, so give that a shot. Um, Earl would appreciate it. Um, also find some other friends of the show, Cabbage KBG, which is Trent, who the, is one of the original founders. You. Um, you've got Pupcast, um, which is John from the Carousel plus uh, Boston from DVDP. You've got NoQuarters.net, BMFCast.com, and TVGP.TV. They do amazing things, and they play video games. <laughs> They just play some video games. They play a lot of Destiny. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.